For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. everybody welcome to the believe fantasy football show i am adam wainwright uh no i'm actually dressed up as adam wainwright for halloween so i'm a much handsomer man uh for this podcast but we also have the actual adam wainwright on the program wayno thanks for joining us man thanks for having me on you you do look better than me in the jersey for sure but uh yeah thanks for wearing it yeah, the problem is like I can't grow like much of the scruff here, so I'd have to like do a whole make. Yeah, I can't do it. I, 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 I the baby face man. I just I, I can't grow anything there. Uh, may have been a little bit better. So, so maybe I'm like Adam Wainwright, like in high school or something. I don't. Anyways, um, first time yeah. I could ever grow a playoff a beard was the playoff beard I grew in 2006 playoffs, and uh, it surprised everybody. It surprised me because before that I could only grow it on my left side of my chin. <laughs> Well, in 2006, uh, that kind of seemed to work out for you. Um, of course, uh, Wayno pitched for the St. Louis Cardinals for 18 years, won 200 games. Uh, not many pitchers can say that. His ERA, 3.53 for his career, pretty outstanding. Hopefully, uh, we're going to see you at Cooperstown at some point in the future. Uh, so now that you are not playing baseball, you're – fully invested, I'm guessing, in fantasy football. And if, if you don't know, Wayno uh, has created Big League Impact, which I'm going to let you describe to the fans out there. Uh, what is Big League Impact uh, and how can people get involved? Yeah, Big League Impact is a charity I started in 2013 with my brother, Trey. And, uh, you know, we ran a fantasy football – or we ran a, a, a golf tournament for eight years and uh, for the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And – and, you know, I was ready to do something different, do something unique. And uh, and I was also uh, I wanted to uh, start pouring into this this life that my wife and I had, had just jumped into of, of giving people clean water, um, helping alleviate uh, food insecurities and medicine, all the basic essential needs. And so Big League Impact was a was a was an outlet for us to start that. And um, and we did it with we started doing uh, fantasy football drafts. And it's been incredible. We've raised, I think, eight million dollars now uh, in our years since 2013 with with largely fantasy football driven programs. Um, a few other programs. We've done some karaoke events and some top golf events, but fantasy football has been in the center of it. I'll tell you that it's it's great. Uh, and I was able to attend a few of the the drafts at uh, at Bush Stadium, which was great. Um, a lot of fun, of course. That all was pre-COVID, but uh, it continues every single season. So make sure you're following Wayno uh, over on X, I guess, which uh, yeah. is what it's called. And you can on. get involved with Big League Impact at bigleagueimpact.org. Yeah, and your your X handle is Uncle Charlie 50 uh, So anybody who wants to follow Wayno, make sure you go and do that. A lot of great stuff there. Uh, and the ability to find out exactly what's going on uh, with Big League Impact. Uh, for those of you who might not know, 
but I guess we kind of uh, let the cat out of the bag. Wayno's a big fantasy football guy. Uh, has played fantasy football for a long time. We play in leagues together. So uh, I'm going to have I'll him. I'll show you. Go ahead. Oh, I oh I, I know what he's doing here. I know exactly where he's going. I know exactly what he's doing. Let's see. Look at that. Beauty. Beauty. That's right. Yeah. There's the celebrity, the, fab, the, the NFL celebrity league that Fabs has run. That's my name right there. I don't know if you can see it, but that's <laughs> that's my name. Fabs, are you on here? Yeah, you're on there. Darn, yeah, of course I am. Come on, I have to win at least once. I, now we've graduated to like the belts that uh, Trophy Smack makes for us. So, And I could actually bring that out too. It would match really well with my Cardinals get up here. Uh, the, <laughs> the belt that I won um, for taking home the championship in our league that we have with a bunch of friends and that kind of thing. Yeah. Of fun. Uh, so we're going to put your analyst cap on. We're going to start talking about what's going on in the NFL and fantasy football. And it's kind of a mess right now. First off, we got four teams off this week. You got the Niners, the Broncos, the Lions, and Jaguars all off. Uh, injuries at quarterback have been a nightmare. We we have now had at least 10 quarterbacks who might have had fantasy value or still could have fantasy value who have either missed time or are missing time. Ryan Tannehill, obviously he's not playing, and Will Levis was great. Uh, we'll talk about him in the waiver wire. Kirk Cousins, let's talk about that one. Because, you know, people would joke around about Kirk Cousins and talk about him losing games in prime time and not stepping up uh, in the spotlight. But losing Kirk Cousins is one of the biggest losses in fantasy football this season because of the players around him. And Kirk was a top 10, top 12 quarterback uh, almost every season that he's been in the league, dating back to his, his time with the Washington Redskins. So what is your what is your outlook now on like TJ Hawkins and Jordan Addison and if Justin Jefferson returns. Yeah. And I love Kirk cousins. I mean, that, that show quarterback really led us into the lives of those quarterbacks and how complicated a position that is. And you know what? I, I mean, I've said this for years. I think you would agree with me, Fabs in all the sports. And, and, and I can say this from a baseball standpoint too, in all the sports that I've seen or played or watched the elite quarterback affects the whole entire field, maybe more than any other position in any other sport I've ever seen. The elite quarterback, I mean, if you took Patrick Mahomes and you put him on the worst team in football, how long until they're in the Super Bowl? Yeah. It's going to happen sooner than later, right? If you took – and if you take uh, Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs right now and you just fill in the blank with, with replacement quarterbacks, it's not the same team. Those guys are just so important. And Kirk Cousins is, is an elite quarterback. He makes throws that those backup guys just don't make. He makes reads that they don't make. He takes chances and fits falls in that they just don't throw. They don't make those throws. He makes the players around him better. And that offense, I mean, golly, calling those plays, you know, X out, wide screen, Z, Terminator, you know, this guy's going this way. I mean, that's like those – I can't even believe those guys have to memorize all that stuff. But um, I have I have big shares in – in Jefferson and Hawkinson. And I just made a trade for Hawkinson a few days ago and he had a great game the other day. And I just traded for Jefferson from another league too. just think, you know, he's got two more weeks and, and then, you know, and then I was offered a big trade to get Derrick Henry and some other people. And, and I even brought you in on that Fabs. And we both agreed, like, you know, the players, Hawkinson and Jefferson's of the world, they just don't grow on trees. Man, that's a killer. That's a dagger. And like you said, you just never know when injuries are going to happen. Other quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson, uh, still up in the air. Daniel Jones has been cleared 
Looks like he could be back this week, but he's been brutal this year. Matthew Stafford's banged up. Justin Fields is out. We may or may not get Kyler Murray back this week. Kenny Pickett got hurt last week. Anthony Richardson, we've already lost for the year. And Aaron Rodgers, even though he looks like he's maybe going to come back late, I just don't believe it. Um, and Achilles, that's going to be kind of rough. But uh, we've lost him too, so it's been tough at quarterback. And when you look at the position overall, Tudueno, some of the guys that we thought would be startable, reliable assets like Daniel Jones, like Trevor Lawrence, have not been uh, very reliable. And so we are really stuck, especially with four teams off. You're going to end up starting some really shaky quarterbacks this week uh, across the board. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a Jaguars fan. I, I love the Jaguars, and I love Trevor Lawrence. and I, I love those guys he's got around him, too, and ETN and Ridley and those guys. I mean, they're, that's a very talented team. But you look at their playoff stretch coming up, they got some. They have a gauntlet of a schedule after the bye. I mean, that his playoff games are going to be, for fantasy playoff games, he's playing the Ravens. Who did I see? He's playing the Ravens. He's playing a couple other very, very tough teams uh, in the post in the fantasy postseason. So, you know, even if Trevor Lawrence, I mean, guys like that, elite quarterbacks can put up numbers against anybody. He's capable of doing that, and he has the people around him to do that too. But I have – I'm a quarterback guy. You know that about me, Fabs. I, I I take quarterbacks early because I just I like laying my head down at night knowing I'm starting an elite quarterback. But it's almost going to be impossible to pry the Josh Allen's, the Patrick Mahomes out of my. And, and I have I have Hurts, Mahomes, and I have Josh Allen, and I don't think I can trade any of those guys because the quarterback situation is so murky. That's such an asset right now. That's a that's that could be a championship winner. No, you're right. It, it, having guys like that uh, certainly a massive uh, advantage. Uh, although, although last week Patrick Mahomes scored a fewer points than Tommy uh, Tommy DeVito, I still can't believe that. Like th that's got to be the wackiest thing that's never going to happen again. A third string quarterback for the New York Giants, who is in an offense where the leading receiver Wayno had four yards, four <laughs> yards, scored more points fantasy points of Patrick Mahomes it's crazy town so it yeah, is. I, I mean I insane. think didn't they say he had the stomach bug and and, and also I know, like but zero degrees I mean it wasn't it wasn't the perfect situation for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But, no, I get but it. Still, but still, I, I know. Five I know. points, Wayno. Jeez Louise. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Um, let, let's let's talk about some of the quarterbacks whose who stock though is moving up. Uh, and and I'm not saying this because I'm a Cowboys song, but Dak Prescott has had two big games in a row, over 20 fantasy points in two straight weeks, lit the Rams up this past week. He's got the Eagles coming up. The Eagles are bad against the pass, so Dak Prescott's value uh, on the rise. And how good was it to see Joe Burrow look like Joe Burrow last week? When I loved it. And, you, you know, watching him rip out of that sack right there yeah. and really pushing off that leg, that told me right there that his calf was okay because – you know, going through injuries myself, through and playing through them, it's it's when you get into those spots where you feel confident to explode off of those with those muscles. That's when you feel that's when you feel 100 percent healthy. I guarantee you, he went into that game 
feeling great, but having a little bit of reserve too, but then being able to rip out of that sack and get some, get some rushing yardage a couple of different times and step and watching him step into throws too. I mean, that's the thing I tore my Achilles. Uh, I've strained calves and things like that. And it's stepping into those throws, especially as a quarterback, what with a 350 pounder about to break your neck, you know, <laughs> you have to be able to step into those throws to make, good quality downfield passes. And that was the difference in those first couple of games for me, watching him come back and play and grind through it. I mean, you appreciate as an athlete, you appreciate a guy who will go out there and play through things, but you could see that he wasn't hundred percent healthy because there wasn't the oomph on those passes. He wasn't, you could tell that they, they eliminated some of the downfield script. I mean, you know, but now it's, he's back and you saw what happened with Jamar Chase right away. Yeah. Uh, as someone who has come back from an Achilles, uh, who is uh, an athlete, Aaron Rodgers got no shot at coming back this season, right? Well, I came back in five months. I, I tore my – now, baseball seasons are very long. I tore my Achilles on April 24th of 2015, and I came back in the end of September and pitched all the playoff games um, that year. So mm -hmm. he's going to have to come back about a half a month faster than I did. Um, but uh, I'm sure that the protocols and the, the – um, the PT regimens afterwards have probably streamlined because the the the, the um, surgery that he had where they put the I can't remember what they call it the not a hammock but they put the it's like a it's kind of like a reattachment it's not a full scale deal I that's the one I had I, I was one of the first ones to get that I think and and so um, I know the protocols from them have been way streamlined so I wouldn't put past me at all the interest the different. The difference is going to be him being able to step into throws and push off and get out of the pocket when he's getting rushed. I mean, it's it's one thing to sit and play catch on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, I kept my arm in shape when I had Achilles stuff too, but uh, being able to, to step into the throw, it's his left leg and plant off of it and be able to step and, and, and actually plan against that front foot. That's the thing. I mean, if it was his back leg, I might even like it better. I wish I'd have torn my back leg if I was going to tear one of them. I wish it would have been my right leg and not my left. Because when you land, if you don't have a firm base to land against and, and throw against your front side, you spin off. And he's not going to have as much on the throw. But, man, I would never, ever, ever bet against Aaron Rodgers. Not ever. Yeah, I remember years ago uh, we were down in the Cardinals clubhouse. And Aaron Rodgers was there with Jordy Nelson and Mike McCarthy. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. Um, they, they actually had a helmet. I think it was, it may have been like a big league impact helmet or something like that. Yep. And, uh, and, and Aaron seemed real cool. I got to meet Jordy Nelson and, uh, talk to Mike McCarthy, who obviously has now become the coach of my beloved Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, that was a, a fun experience. I remember McCarthy was real cool talking about how his son or his sons played fantasy football. So, um, uh, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Trust me. I had a lot of friends who are Jets fans who are like praying that he comes back, but, I mean, they're four and three now, so they're actually winning games. They got the Chargers this week. Um, that's that's going to be a, a matchup where that defense needs to step up because uh, LA has got some. They got some hosses on the offensive side of the football. One quarterback that we mentioned earlier, and you said you're a Jaguars fan. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is probably, besides Anthony Richardson, like the most popular breakout quarterback in fantasy this year. He was really good last year, but we all thought that he would take the next step and be even better. Statistically, he's regressed. Is that? because of Travis Etienne's emergence uh, or is this kind of just what Trevor Lawrence is? And we were setting expectations that were maybe too big for him. 
No, I think he's very talented. I think he's really – I think he's better than what he's played or, or been given the opportunity to play. But you have seen ETN step up, and you see the game script sometimes with these teams. I mean, their defense is studly. Their defense is, is lockdown defense. They, they've got a great line. They can really beat you in a lot of different ways. Um, they've, they've certainly – ETN certainly stepped up. And, and uh, I, I, I think with given the opportunity, I think he would be incredible. Um, I, I just don't think that that's been part of their script. I mean, looking at it, I mean, he's, you know, he's getting like low twenties and passing. Some of these other teams are, are, are their guys are throwing 30, 40 passes, you know? So, um, I, I think he could do it. Uh, he's just not been gave, given the opportunity to. Hey, Jaguars have a bye this week. So hopefully after the bye week, he can, uh, improve speaking of the buys four teams off, as I mentioned earlier, uh, let's, let's look at the waiver wire and, I know Tuesdays are rough for me, Wayno, because I have 15 leagues that I have to put waiver wire claims in for, so it's kind of a pain. I know you're putting in waiver claims for multiple teams as well. Uh, so let's go through it, uh, and we'll go from the guys who are the most owned, and uh, I'm using the percentages over on Yahoo to the least owned. Uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, 41% owned on Yahoo, two straight games, 14-plus points. He's got the Eagles this week. It's a really good matchup. Uh, so Brandon Cooks is going to be uh, an option. Uh, Amari DiMarcado for the Cardinals, who it looks like he's the guy. He had 20 carries last week. I, it's not a great matchup this week against the Browns, but right now we're looking for warm bodies there uh, at the running back position. So DiMarcado is going to be worth a look. Uh, Rashid Shahid, I mean, the guy averaged 51 yards a catch last week. <laughs> he's he's like, you remember Devery Henderson for the Saints? Devery Henderson would either have like three catches for 30 yards or three catches for 150 yards and a touchdown. Like that was Devery Henderson for the Saints. Uh, and Shahid's not consistent, but he, he's he actually is averaging only a few points fewer than, believe it or not, Chris Olave on the year, which is insane because we all loved Olave and no one was talking about Shahid. Uh, speaking of the Saints, Taysom Hill, three straight games in a row, double-digit points, Swiss Army knife. They use him as a quarterback. They use him as a runner. They use him as a tight end. Uh, and tight end is really tough right now. Speaking of tight end, Trey McBride, huge game, 10 catches, over 25 fantasy points. Not a great matchup this week. Doesn't matter. You're looking for volume, so Trey McBride's going to be out there. Um, Will Levis, and I want to get your thoughts on Will Levis. I mean, this guy comes out four touchdown passes. He's only the third quarterback to throw four touchdowns in his NFL debut. The other two were Fran Targenton and, ironically enough, Marcus Mariota, who played for the Titans at the time. What is your What are your thoughts on Levis? Like, are you like super excited about this kid now? Like, are you going to look to pick him up off the waiver wire? He's got Pittsburgh this week on a Thursday, or are you kind of like, you know what? I'll pick him up and I'll maybe put him on my bench, but I'm not going to throw him into my lineup just yet. Well, I'm excited about him. I mean, you know, obviously losing the starter over there in, in, in your first thought was like, Oh man, now nuke is going to struggle there. Now Henry, right. they're going to have 10 in the box. You know, they might even put more than eight in the box against Henry to try to stop him. And, and then they're going to cycle in their other running back and maybe take carries from Henry and whatever. But, you know, I, I think looking at Levis' situation, it actually – all right, now we know he can throw the ball at the NFL level. We know he had he had a beautiful girlfriend. Uh, I think they're no longer together anymore. Has a beautiful sister. We saw that at the draft. Um, so he's got a lot of things working for him. But he's got a good run game, right? They have a very good run game. They have a very good um, – uh, they have a legendary running back standing behind to hand the ball off to. But if he can prove that he can throw the ball, he's got some good receivers to throw the ball to. Those guys, I mean, they the other day they've proven they're gonna they can step up if he can make those throws. 
you know, then watch out for Derrick Henry to have a, a kind of a resurgence coming down the stretch here. I, I like them. And I'm glad you mentioned McBride also because he was the guy I was looking at because that offense, if I'm not mistaken, they're like that, they use the tight end position, the third most in all of football. So he was one of my big pickups this last week. Um, and I got him on the bench stashed because I had Travis Kelsey in the league. I picked him up in, but I thought, you know what, this guy, as much as when Zach Ertz went down, I thought as much as they use the tight end, this could be a real factor here. And he had a great week. Yeah, he was great. Um, and it's all about volume. The thing though, this week though, and we'll get into this. I want Kyler Murray back. I have shares of Kyler. I've been, I've been sitting on him all, all year. They're talking about playing Clayton tune this week. Um, I don't know if you know anything about Clayton Toon. I don't. He's a rookie. Um, we saw a little bit of him in the preseason. Uh, I will say this. If he gets a start this week, the Browns defense is going to be a great play, but McBride might be his security blanket. Uh, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from playing Trey McBride if you're looking for tight end help. Uh, the other big story, Wayno, this week was Leonard Fournette signing with the Bills. So, you know, they lost Damian Harris, um, who, you know, hopefully is going to be okay. He, he had that horrible injury. Um, a few weeks back, uh, looks like he, he's going to be fine, but they bring in Fournette, you know, James Cook has been fine from a fantasy standpoint. He's not putting up huge numbers, but you know, he's giving you double digits. What do you think Fournette's role in this offense is going to be? And will Fournette be somebody that you're going to put into some claims for this week? I'm probably going to stay away from it. I mean, I'm looking at him as kind of like, you know, when, when the Patriots brought in Zeke, I thought. You know, he's going to get all the passing down work. He's going to get tons of catches out of the backfield like he used to. And and then eventually Bill's going to love him because he's a veteran presence. They're going to put him in a lot. I'm probably going to stay away from him. Uh, I think James Cook is very talented, and he does everything that offense needs a, a running back to do. But, you know, Lenny's thinking talented, proven running back. Super Bowl winner, you know, great blocker. I mean, he does a lot of things, catches the ball out of the backfield. He brings a lot to that offense. So I could see, I mean, you can you can't you hate you can't ever say no. Um, but I'm I'm probably gonna stay away from it just because it's most of the all right, you got already you got Josh Allen who's gonna take a lot of those rushing touchdowns away. Right. And then you got James Cook, who's who is a very talented but younger running back. They're gonna give a lot more opportunities to. I'm probably gonna stay away from Fournette. Yeah, the thing is that running back is just so thin right now. I think a lot of people are going to go out and get him just based on the name value, but they have to go out there and get him knowing this ain't the same guy that played in Tampa and Jacksonville that's going to be a featured back. You know, he's going to end up being in a committee regardless. So, yeah. uh, all right, let, let's let's go to a, a, a little game I'm going to call curveball or strikeout with our great uh, pal Adam Wainwright here, uh, fantasy football guru at least for the uh, the 30-minute program here Just on the Fantasy Football Show. <laughs> so uh, here's – I'm going to give you a player who's been struggling this year. You're going to tell me if it's just a curveball, he's going to be fine, uh, or have we struck out with this player uh, and is it time to move on, either bench him, trade him, or maybe even cut him. Uh, but most of these players are not going to be someone that you're going to cut. We'll start off with Deshaun Watson. Is he just throwing us a curveball, or did we strike out with him? I'm gonna go strike out. I'm gonna go strike out. That that offense wants to run the ball. Their defense is great. Their defense is just completely annihilating annihilating every other fantasy opportunity. But I I think I think we're I think it's a strikeout situation. 
Yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, I'm going to agree on that. Next up, Najee Harris. Curveball or strikeout? Curveball. I love Najee. Really? I All right. I, I, I got him as a strikeout, man. I mean, the guy's averaging, you know, seven, eight points a game, and he's in the committee but now. Look, but look, they said they improved that line. I have not seen that. The guy gets hit in the backfield every time he gets handed the ball, and then he rushes for three yards plus after the contact, which he always does. Last year, he runs – if you watch Najee run, he runs so hard. He runs right through people. He's just got people in his grill all the time. Just give it – if you gave him some space, if they traded Najee Harris to a team with a great offensive line and a great run scheme, this guy would set records. I'm really convinced of that. Yeah, great. Maybe in, the, maybe in the situation strikeout, but Najee Harris, curveball. The dude's, he's a player. All right. This one hurts because I have many shares of him and he's killing me this year. Uh, is Aaron Jones just throwing us a curveball or are we striking out with him this year? I think it's a strikeout. I, and I like, I like the Packers and I like Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones has always been to me a boom or bust type player. I mean, you know, you, you were going to get 25 from him or you were going to get four from him, if, if depending on what Aaron Rodgers was doing with his arm that day. So, I mean, you know, he might get three rushing touchdowns from the one or Rodgers might have thrown three touchdowns from the one. You know, it was so hard to guess when Aaron Rodgers was going to have or when uh, when he was going to have a great day with Rodgers, the quarterback. But, you know, he got a lot of his looks in the passing game, too. I just don't. Maybe I'm just naive and I just don't know yet, but replacing an a all-time great like Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love. I don't – I haven't seen that that offense is going to work. They're going to make him beat him with his arm. They're going to stack the box. I think it's a strikeout. Yeah, I'm concerned about that. You know, I, I, I bought low on him in some leagues, and I'm regretting it right now. Next up – and this one is near and dear to my heart because you know I'm a Cowboys fan, but Tony Pollard has not been great. After the first three weeks, Tony Pollard has been an average fantasy back at best – uh, in fact, a lot of the analysts out there are suggesting the Cowboys should go out and get a running back. I don't know if we're going to do that or not, but is is Tony Pollard throwing us a curveball or did we strike out? Curveball, baby. Curveball. <laughs> the old Uncle Charlie. Curveball. curveball. And, I'll, and I'll tell you this. I would not be surprised to see down the stretch Tony Pollard carry that offense. I think he's going to get a ton more looks in the passing game too, but – He's, he's an incredibly explosive runner. I think he's got a great team in front of him, beside him. To, to I think he's going to be great. Next up, and I can't believe I'm saying this because this is insane. Cooper Cup, the last two weeks, has been awful. Awful. He had two great games that he came back from uh, the injury. The last two weeks, this past week, Wayno, he was not even a top 70 wide receiver based on fantasy points. He's had single digits in two straight weeks. Matthew Stafford's hurt now. We're not sure if he's going to play or if it's going to be Brett Rippon against the Packers. Uh, Cooper Cup, curveball or strikeout? Cooper Cup's great. Cooper Cup is great. He's great, great, great. Now that that he had those two great games, and then he dropped the first two passes <clears throat> of the next game, and he hasn't really looked the same since. But he only had like, you know, usually Cooper Cup has fifteen looks. He might have 10 or 11 receptions and he's got 15, you know, he's got 15 looks that the other day, I think he had seven. Like what was, what's to stop them? This is kind of like the Kyle Pitts situation. 
what's to stop them from throwing them the ball more? I, I just can never understand that whole situation. But no, I think I think Cooper Cup is a great. He's a he's a he's a legendary talent. I mean, did you see him doing the ladder drill next to Puka Nakua the other day? Nakua was like, yeah, yeah. all right, he looked pretty fast, and then and then and then you saw. And then you saw Cooper Cup step up, and it's just different. Like it, his, he's just quicker and faster, and more agility. He's got more agility. He's just amazing. I'm going curveball just because he's so great. Uh, I don't know who's throwing him the ball, but he's going to be great. This one, I, I, I can almost predict what you're going to say, and this kills me. I, I had this player listed on my bust list on Sports Illustrated in the preseason, and even when I was writing it up, I didn't believe it. But Devontae Adams has gone south. The last three weeks, he's done nothing. The frustration is written all over his face. He doesn't want to be in Las Vegas anymore. In the game against the Lions, Wayno, I don't know if you saw the game or not, he was open two or three times, at least twice, where he would have scored a long touchdown. And Garoppolo threw one ball out of bounds, and then the other one was way over his head. Devontae Adams, uh, if he stays in Las Vegas, which I guess he probably is at this point in time, that's what we're hearing. Is he a strikeout? Because I, I don't I don't see anything telling me that he's going to bounce back here and be the guy that we've known for the last five years. I know. I feel bad for him because, you know, he left maybe the best thrower of the football ever with Aaron Rodgers. He left there to go play with his buddy, and then they traded his buddy. You know, and that 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 had to have been a hard situation for him. Or, or I don't know how that situation worked they out. Caught they, they, they caught him. They cut him. Yeah, they, they cut, cut him. him. But you know he, he didn't. He wasn't a fan of that. He couldn't have been a fan of that. That's why he went there. He went there to play with him. Um, and uh, I would not have – I stayed away from him in all my drafts because I didn't trust the quarterback situation there. Um, but if the quarterback makes the throw, if Garoppolo makes the throws yesterday, he's got over 100 yards and two, two, probably two touchdowns if he, if, he, if he hits him on those throws. So, I mean, wouldn't you love to see him – in, in a dynamic uh, – what would Patrick Mahomes do with him oh, right it'd now? Be, it'd be sick. It'd be sick. It or would, Buffalo, it would be right? Brady I mean, and Randy yeah. Moss all over again. You know, it would be a fun thing to watch. And I, I'm rooting for that. Hopefully it happens in the offseason and it doesn't happen now. Something like that. But um, the, the situation, man, it's obviously not him. Yeah, right. But yeah. I'm, going, I'm, I'm staying away from that. I'm going strikeout. Yeah, I, you know, I'm in 15 leagues. Like I told you, I drafted him in two. I, I tried to avoid him as much as I could. There was a couple of drafts where he just fell to the point where I had to take him. And I, now I I don't even know if I could trade him. I mean, what are you going to get for him right now? It's it's just a bad situation. Uh, one more here. You mentioned Kyle Pitts. Now, Kyle Pitts had a couple of good games in a row. We started to get a little bit excited, and then numbers dropped off uh, over the last couple of games. I don't know what to make of Kyle Pitts in the situation in Atlanta. I feel like if they had a better quarterback situation and it wasn't an offense that wants to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, you know, Pitts would be a, a really good top-notch tight end in fantasy. Uh, but staying with, you know, the fact that he's in Atlanta, I mean, is he is he throwing us for a curveball or is he going to continue to be a guy that we strike out on? I would like to hold off judgment to see what Heineke does um that might help his situation a little bit it seemed like that offense came a little bit alive to me when he came in the game the other day um I just I could never the guy is he's one of those players it's like Darren Waller right when 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 Jones had Waller to begin the season even the broadcasters are going 
all right, there's one person on the field right now who athletically matches up against anyone who's going to try to cover him in a great situation to get him the ball for a big reception. If you need 10 yards right here, Waller should have been the guy. And he wasn't even getting – they weren't even looking his way. I feel like the same thing with Pitts. And, and sometimes at the end of the, the Falcons game, because I watched the Falcons too. I grew up cheering for the Falcons. Sometimes at the end of the Falcons games, I'm looking and I'm going, all right, they have Drake London, they have Kyle Pitts, they have Bijan Robinson. But why am I seeing why am I seeing Algier getting more carries than Bijan? Why am I seeing, you know, the third, not even the second receiver, the third receiver getting more receptions or or looks than than Drake London? Like I just can never understand the scheming behind that because if you look at the great teams, there's players on the field that they know the other teams scheming against them. Like the defense has got a game plan against Adams or or someone else, right? But there's those teams that they go, so what? You can't stop my guy. You don't think they're trying to stop Travis Kelsey? Of course they are. They just don't have anyone to match up with him. They can't stop him. He's going to find the open space. He's going to find – that's how good these players are around Ritter. So I just can never understand. And I, and I don't think that's all the quarterback's fault. Sometimes I feel like that's a, that's a game planning, a scheme situation. But the other times I feel like – Sometimes the, the quarterback just takes the, the, the general read and goes, all right, they're going to double team him or, he, or he's playing in cover two over here, so I can't go that way. Instead of going, I don't care what they're running. That's my guy out there, and no one can stop him. You know, I just feel like there's players on the field like that sometimes that you got to feed them. You know, you got to feed them. You're the best, my man. Um, unfortunately, we're dealing with a lot of these players who we drafted prominently and uh, they've not lived up to expectations. Let's hope that things turn around, uh, especially for Devontae Adams. Let's put it that way. Um, you are you are the man. Tell people uh, where they can find Adam Wainwright right now. Of course, you mentioned bigleagueimpact.org. Make sure you check that out uh, at Uncle Charlie 50. What else we got going on? And, and, and Wayno, is there a possibility that we might see you maybe in a booth calling some baseball games next year? What do we think about yes. that? Yeah, I'll be doing some broadcasts next year. Don't know where just yet, um, but I'll be doing 15 to 20 games next year and come uh, postseason, hopefully. Um, and then um, I've got some music coming out. i got a little album I'm releasing in February that I'm excited about. i got all these five kids to raise and a wife to keep happy. So <laughs> I got I got a lot on my plate, man. I, I won't be bored, I can tell you that. I, I want to see Adam Wainwright open up for Alice in Chains. How about that? That would be a different – I love Alice <laughs> That would be a different setting, I think. Uh, but uh, I'd, love to, I'd love to have your guys come in there and, and play guitar for me. That would be sick. People oh, would not know. Yeah. Be, well, I will tell you this. When, when AIC goes back on the road and now I'm in Florida, you know, you're, you're – are you in Georgia right now? I'm in Georgia, yeah. Yeah. It's no-brainer. We're going. We'll, we'll go, we'll hit the backstage, we'll have fun, you'll meet all the guys. You already met Inez at the Dodgers game, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I was living out in L.A. Great guys, big and time Kentrell. fantasy guys. Huh? And Kentrell, I met Jerry too. Yeah, yeah, Kentrell's awesome. Um, anyways, Jerry actually did the national anthem for the Seahawks game uh, this past week, and they ended up winning, so uh, he was he was, uh, he was was good luck for Seattle. Much like you are good luck for me, my friend, um, although – I think I lost this week in our league. I got boat raced. Um, my team did not meet expectations, but I think I might be still be in first place. And as the defending reigning champion, 
I got the bullseye on my back, although right now I've got the Wainwright on my back. Wayno. You do, and, and I'm coming for you. Look at these standings here. Hold on, hold on. I am in third place, five and three. You're six and two. Oh, no, you're in second place. Oh, I, I dropped out? Okay, because I, yeah, I got killed this week. You're in second place. And, uh, and by the way, I have way more points than you. I got 60 more points than you, but you have you have given up 140 points less than yes. me. I, yes, I have gotten lucky with the points. I I admit that, and um, I, I feel like I need to make one more trade uh, to solidify a postseason run. Uh, you and I made a trade where I got Goff, and Goff did not meet expectations on Monday night. But um, Jordan Addison, that one's going to hurt. If he ends up you know, falling off a cliff, that, that one's going to hurt. I, uh, I I need Justin Fields back, uh, as do a lot of fantasy managers out there. Uh, as always, you're the best. Thanks so much for joining the program here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Uh, Wayno, I will be talking to you soon. Everybody out there, make sure you go and download the podcast, give us a good review, and come back on Thursday when we're going to preview Steelers, Titans, and give you all your starts and sits for Week 9. Happy Halloween, everybody. Don't eat too much candy. Uh, we'll see you in a couple days. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.